This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so, this is so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hole. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud? Oh, I'm doing swimmingly, Cole. It is draft day part two. We get the It's the big reveal day. We get to show our cards to the judges today. But before we get there, uh, you know, we did touch on that we would watch a little bit of Crown Jewel last week, and uh, I, I kind of made that... Uh, Goal workout for me in a little bit of ways. The Logan Paul match I did get to see. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Logan Paul was a, a fun little spectacle. And Logan Paul actually got the win and became wow. the uni- the new United States champion. And uh, a lot of controversy, a lot of haters, but that's what you want. Yeah, go figure that you have a heel that people actually hate. And there ain't no better way to do that than someone who's actually semi-hated in real life. Uh Douchebags play good douchebags, apparently. So yeah. you know, uh, I love when the uh, when the the lines of reality are blurred. And Logan Paul's doing a great job. And uh, I gotta say, uh, Rey Mysterio did a heck of a job uh, uh, carrying such a large person through a match. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when you do watch it, I uh, highly recommend it, and you'll love it. And it's a very hot crowd in Saudi. Oh, for sure. I, it's on my to do list. You know. Uh... If I had had a whole week in between recording sessions, it would have happened. But since we've recorded 24 hours ago and it happened yesterday uh, to ruin the magic here, ladies and gentlemen. Bro, I, I already yet. said last week. God, you got to work. You got to work the crowd, bro. Work. The yes. Crowd. <laughs> yes. We're we're uh, we're surfing through time. Yeah. I mean, you said last week, but I want to be like, yeah, I had a whole week to watch this thing. I said I would watch it. I haven't done it yet. So. You're like the entitled parent who doesn't give Santa credit on Christmas. No, fuck that. I did this. That's right. Santa brought you a little wooden tingy. I got a TV, asshole. Yeah, that fat fuck. <laughs> Do nothing. No good. Credit stealer. Oh. oh, it's good times. But yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you and I both have a lot going on this month, so we're uh, going to cram in as a couple episodes here in a couple weeks in a row, and so we'll be ahead of time. Uh, in real time, so there won't be a lot of current speak uh, on on wrestling over the next few weeks. But uh, yeah, it is time for my annual vacation. I have not had a vacation all year. I have not had a vacation since last Thanksgiving. So uh, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm and we, so ready. <laughs> and we make sure we do all this to make sure our audience is properly served and make sure they get their episodes on time and on time and on time again. Now. Yes. We spoke about Crown Jewel, but let's talk about the real Crown Jewel. And that's our guest today, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. You know him well as the Santino Morella sympathizer and my good <laughs> friend, Dave Tiger Man Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing great. How are you today, sir? I'm fantastic. I can't wait to get down to the meat and the the gristle of this WCW. Uh, yes. 
it's it's gonna be fantastic i can't wait it's uh one of my favorite promotions throughout throughout uh some of the best talent and i want to see you guys pick the worst <laughs> well we did go for good so we're trying to impress you today not so much a, a sabotage draft although as we were picking this and looking at some of the stuff uh there definitely is sabotage material on the bone with wcw a lot of wrestle crap uh you know there's judy bagwell there's uh <laughs> a lot of great stuff we could do uh with the wcw sabotage draft so maybe down the line with that but today we went with mostly good <laughs> and a couple of attractions we went with what we think is great and that's all that matters to us because this is our show and this is the shows that we put together and you know the audience that we do have knows that our taste is fantastic when yes. it wants to be <laughs> and when it's not at least it's funny <laughs> yes <laughs> so uh are we ready to start presenting our draft picks Oh, oh man. Now now do we have a fancy name for our shows? I didn't uh, make one, but uh you know, in the interest of creativity and on the spot creativity, Cole, have you named your show? Oh, mine is definitely a Starcade. This is like a grand like this card is, you know, the be all end all. This is the big yearly pay-per-view. This is uh going to be huge. So this is my uh Starcade in Cole's uh, universe. Well, I think I'm going to go with the Great American Bash for mine. There you go. Because <laughs> it's oh. mostly forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was some, uh, some good matches on Great American Bash. And there's going to be some on this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? I think, you know, because I because I alluded to it, I'm going to go and just present my first match first. And Cole, uh, I know that you and I are like-minded when it comes to starting a pay-per-view out with a total banger, total like high, high velocity, high speed impact type of scenario. And I went with uh, about the same with uh, four guys who are pretty prevalent and well, well acquainted in the mid-card range at WCW during the Monday Night Wars, and I have a fatal four-way for the ages opening my contest, and I got on one corner, Dean Malenko versus Eddie Guerrero versus Chris Jericho versus Kidman. Wow. That is not at all where I thought you would be going with these guys because... Uh... To be frank, Eddie and, and, and uh, Jericho were two of your more uh, higher-end talents, even though we're, we are doing WCW, just for the judge. So you can't take uh, you know anything that's happening today or that happened later in life. This is just WCW. These are all cruiserweights, so I like it. I also opened up with a cruiserweight fantastic uh, multi-man match. I've got a three-way, ladies and gentlemen. Jushin Thunder Liger take it on Otani. I know Dave would love some Otani. Otani is one of the underrated, uh, underappreciated talents of all time. But take it on who better than Canyon? That's right. Liger, Otani, and Canyon three way versus the fatal four way. Dave, what do you got here? Um, You know, you would have scored some extra points if you used Mortis instead of Canyon. I know we talked about that yesterday. I just, I felt like I wanted to give Canyon his, his, uh, 
his props here. So I went Canyon over Mortis, but man, I would love to see a Mortis and, and Liger, man. Like, like that would be like just a pinnacle right there. That'd be a poster for sure. Oh, definitely, man. Like I would love to see that. Um, I, I gotta go with Ron, man. That Ron's just speaks to the heart of an opening match of a WCW event. Yeah, I'm not mad at it at all. Like, uh, it's kind of hard to go up against Malenko, Eddie, Jericho uh, in one match. And, you know, Billy Kidman's a nice addition, and we're going to get a, a, a mediocre shooting star press. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah, but half the, half, the female, half the female population of that locker room didn't get mediocre dick from that kid, that's for sure. Uh, he mu- Yeah, wow. I was going to say, he, mu- he must be uh, pretty good in that department, I got to say, based on his uh, lineup. His track record? His whoreboard? Yeah. I mean, scoreboard. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Everyone hates Kidman. Yeah. Now, now let me ask you. Like, like I already chose you, but what Kidman are we getting? Are we getting Flock Kidman, or are we getting like uh, later WCW Kidman? Uh, I kind of like the wife beater, jean shorts, breakout babyface Kidman, the one that beat Hogan. See, see, I, I like the the Flock Hogan or uh, the the Flock Kidman a little bit better, man. Yeah, yeah, they, they just sit there and shut up and just bust out a shooting star press. <laughs> yeah, it's the most charisma yeah. he ever had because Raven was talking for him. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And then Lodi holds up the sign, shut up, Kidman. Oh, man. That, I mean, with that, you just get a show, man. You know what I mean? Like, with a flock ringside. You, you get the show. All right, match number two, Ron. Oh, match number two. See, I went with a David versus Goliath match that I didn't know I needed, and it's two of the greatest workers in both departments, ladies and gentlemen. So for match number two, I got the highly entertaining and well-established Bam Bam Bigelow versus Rey Mysterio, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm not even mad that I'm down 0-2 at this point because that is the match for sure. <laughs> like nobody, like there's nothing I could do. This was kind of the death spot for me anyway. Although I'd be really interested in this match. Uh, it'd be great. Uh, I think the the build up would be better than the execution. But for the television title, my one of my favorite TV champions of all time, Paul Orndorff, defending against the total package Lex Luger, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, see, I would, I would love to see like somehow Paul reverse a torch rack into the pile driver, like one yes. smooth swoop. See, so this being said, I would love to see the the Bam Bam versus Ray in like Japan. Yeah, that would be the the best place for that match. But WCW is probably a third on that one. Orndorff and Luger. I love me some Luger, man. Like he might be overrated and stuff, but he deserves to be overrated, you know? Um I gotta go Bam Bam versus Ray though. Yeah, I was gonna say that that's that's a show stealer. Like I, that's like an all time uh, dream match I didn't know I needed until this moment. I, mean, I, I, did, I didn't know I needed I wanna yeah. see what Ray could do with Bam Bam, you know what I mean? Like like Ray could put out a get a good performance from like anyone. And Bam Bam's great. So Bam Bam carried a football player. Oh, oh, Bam Bam is great, especially his Japanese stuff. And when he was held down with with WWF, you know what I mean? Um, He's definitely a championship caliber wrestler, you know? And he never got his just dues. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah Bam Bam. ECW was the one run where Bam Bam really got treated the way he deserved to be. And so, like, when you say Ray and Bam Bam, I'm just having flashbacks to, you know, throwing uh, Spike Dudley into the eighth row and stuff like that. I'm just like, this is good. Like, I already, as soon as you said, I'm like, yep, I'm losing and I don't care because that match is amazing. And I like, we are well documented Bam Bam lovers here on the show. So, yeah, in this now, match, Ron, Bam Bam eats a poison Rana. What uh, what era uh, Mysterio are you going for on this match, though? Oh, I mean, it's it's WCW Mysterio. I want I want purple Spider Man outfit going yes. against the flaming beast from the East, bro. Yes, yes, yes. I I, I don't. I, I think Ray lost so much when he lost his match or mask in uh, WCW. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It it was not the same presentation, and and I, it's one of those things. Eric Bischoff just kind of whiffed on and didn't get he didn't get the whole mask thing yeah yeah well like bischoff i probably screwed the pooch on my booking with this next match uh but you know this is uh probably a bit of a gamble considering i'm using my first draft pick in this Whoa. third match and i'm using it as an opportunity as a preemptive revenge strike for what actually took place between these two gentlemen in a show that i witnessed live that's right in this reality in this universe in my wcw match it's going to be my third match is going to be sting versus terrorizing ladies and gentlemen <laughs> i dig it i dig it what what era <laughs> sting though what era sting this is 1997 sting this is going to be sting's gonna hit terrorizing with a baseball bat and then shake his hand afterwards <laughs> Man, you, you would have got so much more points if you got like 1992 Sting, like fresh off his championship run. Like that would have been amazing. Yeah, but I'm going full petty run. I went to WrestleMania to see Sting celebrate his victory over Triple H. And what do I get? I get Sting eating a sledgehammer from the man who beat him and then shaking his hand afterwards. Oh, we're cool, bro. You almost killed With me. Eight run With eight run-ins. <laughs> Yeah, with eight yes. run-ins. <clears throat> yes, <sighs> but to be fair, it's one of the coolest like run-ins of all time, where <laughs> DX and NWO finally faced off for the first time ever. So it was cute, at least. That's oh, one yeah. good thing we got out of this fucking show. <laughs> but I was like a child watching Infinity, Infinity War. Yeah, look at all this shit, and then all of a sudden, someone <laughs> fisted you in the ass at the very yes. end. <laughs> Dreams, <laughs> dreams crushed, sledged. Oh. Well, you went with revenge. I went with something a little bit off the beaten path, something that uh, I didn't know that I would love to see, but this is kind of one of those like, man, this would be a great matchup and it'd be a lot of fun. I've got Ricky the Dragon Steamboat taking on Perry Saturn, ladies and gentlemen. I think this would be a great match. That would be a pretty stellar match, and you can't go wrong with uh, Steamboat. Yes, it's a good thing we that. don't have Richard the Cole today. <laughs> oh. oh. I think uh, Cole is finally on the scoreboard with this one, actually. You have All to. Right. I mean, come on. Harry, like <laughs> Terrorizing. Harry... It's not going to get a lot of... <laughs> yeah, that match was for me. I, I, I think uh, I, I think the Terrorizing would have been, uh, been, been a decent realistic match in uh, WCW, you know, third match in. Um... Probably get squashed, but uh, oh yeah, 
but definitely I, I'd go with Cole on this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're we're definitely establishing the crow sting at this point with uh, Terror Rising there. But uh, good stuff. Uh, on to match number four. It's currently two to one in favor of Ronald. Oh boy, and it might be two to two when I when I book this next match. <laughs> Because uh, much like WCW, this has WCW written all over it, and I'm de I'm deeming this like a massacre of all massacres because you got one side of the ring swinging hips, and you got the other side of the ring swinging fists, and I got a tag team match for the ages when you got Disco Inferno and Alex Wright taking on Steven Regal and Fit Finley, ladies and gentlemen. That's a, an interesting matchup there. I like it. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, gimmicks versus just as hard hitting as pro wrestling gets. I like the mix of styles there. That could be an interesting match. And I feel like Alex Wright is doing the very much the heavy lifting in this match for his team <laughs> and probably getting the ever loving shit beat out of him. <laughs> oh, we, Disco's definitely eating some shit. <laughs> Yes. Well, I feel pretty good about this one because I've got just an all-time WCW dream match. Uh, this is a high flyer extraordinaire. The first kind of, you know, the two guys that really kind of innovated high flying in America and especially WCW in the early 90s. I've got two cold Scorpio taking on flying Brian Pillman. Ooh, I smell a somersault whoopee cushion. Ah. So, I despise Disco Inferno. Not just as a wrestler. <laughs> as a person. As a person, I hate that guy. Like, like, this guy has no right to go on a podcast and judge other people's performance and ability to get over. When the only time he was over was when he was a joke with the NWO. <laughs> um, so, automatically, it's going to... Uh, to uh, Brian Pillman, man, and two two Cold Scorpio, uh, not it, it'd be a great match, anyways. You know what I mean? And I, I would always love to see more Brian Pillman and two Cold Scorpio. Um, so yeah, just Disco Inferno being in that match is a <laughs> power off button. I love it. I love it when a worker's so good, he works the workers. <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't good. He wasn't good. <laughs> but he when was good as a character, so and he's good. still good as a character on a, on a podcast being a fake douchebag. <laughs> when he's so good, he makes you skip Regal and Finley. <laughs> <laughs> see, see that? There's there's what they call <laughs> spot heat, which I think is undeserved. And right below yeah. that is disco inferno heat, which is totally deserved. I think any <laughs> I think any I think anybody who was actually in WCW uh, Revenge the N sixty four game is more over than I am, automatically. <laughs> That's and true. Disco's that one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. match boy, number five match. And it's knotted up at two. Okay, we're tied up. Match number five is a match that actually took place in WCW, and I put it on my card because I remember earning my way to getting this pay-per-view purchase for me. It was Halloween Havoc 1998. This was well during the Goldberg run, and this was his best title defense, and it was against Diamond Dallas Page, ladies and gentlemen. Goldberg, DDP, match number five. You talk about Top Guy City in 1998. 
these were the two guys in WCW that weren't NWO related that were the tippy top guys that weren't NWO or Sting, who, you know, actually became NWO, so he's out of the equation. So Goldberg and DDP, two of the most homegrown talents in WCW, the biggest box office draws in the 1998 era, I'm making them match number five. So strap in for the That's rest. That's amazing. I yes, I'm real. I was just gonna say I am so excited for the last three matches of yours because <laughs> that was absolutely probably the biggest uh, drawing match that you could have booked. And now I know what you have left. I'm so looking forward to this. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm a little upset that 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 I'm going up against this match. However, um, I, I've. I think I have the better match. I mean, I think I clearly have the better match. These are two of the greatest workers of all time. I'm going with the great Muda, and this is like 1992 Battle Bowl winning Muda era, so he's in his absolute physical prime, taking on the single greatest wrestler in WCW history, our, our favorite and Dave's favorite, stunning Steve. What a man. Oh, man. If only we could use that tagline. Um, <laughs> okay. There, there's two different schools of thought on on this like matchup right here because Ron obviously has the bigger drawing match right here, but you have the most entertaining match. Oh, for this, sure. This, does that make this sense? did happen in yeah. This did happen in New Japan one time. And uh, I've only seen clips. It's great. I can't, I really want to go find this match in its entirety because, like, the three-minute YouTube clip of the match is absolutely insane. And that three-minute YouTube clip would be the DDP versus Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> they did work a good 15-minute match. Off the air, by the way, because they didn't get, they didn't schedule the overrun on the pay per view, so this <laughs> happened just for the live audience, and they had to put it on Nitro. But it's actually a great match; it really is. I give Rod credit; it's it's the best, probably Goldberg's best match, if we're being honest. Yeah. And and DDP, absolutely yeah. great carry job. I think he put himself on a different level in this match with Goldberg. So, I think DDP's ability to climb up that ladder and improve so much and be exactly what he ended up being, I will always have respect for DDP. DDP is amazing. He's in my top 10 wrestlers. Wow. But I can't turn away a, a Muda match, man. I, I can't do it. You know what I mean? So, uh, so cool. It, it's, it's also stunning, Steve. So, Yes, but it's Muda. <laughs> it's Muda, man. And Correct. I would, love, I would love to see him go against uh, Stunning Steve. All right, three to two. Three to two. Well, I know. We're keeping track like the score matters because when it comes down to it at the end of the day, it's, it's still amazing. judge's preference. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, because the, the, the score can still dwindle in uh, your – in my favor or your favor, depending on uh, what mood our judge is in when he hears this next match, because I got a spectacle of spectacles. This is going to transcend mainstream media. This is going to be on every Tonight Show leading up to the event. This is going to be on every sports network in known demand. This is going to be the reason why the pay-per-view is purchased, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to have cameos on Friends at the time. 
this is gonna have uh this is probably gonna have might uh might might have a scream cameo who knows but the, at the end of the day it all leads up to the great american bash 19 whatever the fuck and i'm gonna have david arquette taking on dennis rodman yes oh, God. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's beautiful and it also makes me happy because i think i know where you're going for this main event and i just love it right now rodman and arquette Definitely a spectacle. Definitely going to get a lot of attention. Definitely going to be mainstream. Now, is this for the title? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Match six for the title? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I think it might oh. be for a uh, an NBA championship ring. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There's got to be stakes. There are stakes in my uh, sixth match here. I've got... The just everyone's favorite tag team, Terry Funk and Cactus Jack on one on one side, taking on for my money, in my opinion, the greatest tag team in WCW history, Harlem Heat. And this is gonna be, of course, a Harlem street fight, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> man. Cole Cole Man, Cole's pulling out my heartstrings with this. Heat he is the best thing to come out of WCW, and that's hard for me to say because I'm a huge Ultimo Dragon fan. Um, <laughs> but what's but more sensitive? Funny. What What's more sensitive, your heartstrings or your funny bone? <laughs> I love me some Rodman, dude. I love me some Rodman, and uh, Karma Electric and Courtney a, Cox running. We 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 oh, get a, a Ready to Rumble two sequel, dude. Jimmy but, King. Uh, oh, man. If that was the guest referee. <laughs> yes. Another cake, man. Icing on the cake. I got to go Cole, man. Quality. I got to go quality on this. I got it. It's it's Cole, man. I'm sorry, Ron. It's I'm okay. Sorry, I can't defend David Arquette versus Dennis Rodman <laughs> that much. I'm not going to fight hard for it. But I might fight hard for this one, ladies and gentlemen. The semi-main event nobody ever will ever know they needed <laughs> because they probably won't agree with me today but maybe the judge will and i got on one side norman smiley taking on the ice cold glacier ladies and gentlemen wow. semi main event see now i'm mad because you you're you you're i know your main event at least i know one of the participants in your main event you cheated this is not fair uh but Norman Smiley versus Glacier, solid. Uh, definitely uh, something people would check out. Um, the, ent the entrances. I went very WCW here, and my uh, world title match is not the main event. Uh, but I've got the world champion, Vader, taking on oh. the macho man, Randy Savage, ladies and gentlemen. Cole cheated on this one, man. I know, he, I know, because <laughs> nobody's alive. Not as much alive. as Ron cheated on the main event. <laughs> he knows Vader is like one of my top wrestlers. He knows uh, it. Us too, yeah, us too. We, De Vader is uh, the reigning greatest big man wrestler of all time, according yes. to the creative team. So yes, yes. reigning and defending. Well, actually, yes. not defending. So I gotta go with the Vader match, man. Yeah, you have I to go Vader, Vader and Macho. You have to, and and Cole's right. You know, I did. Well, I didn't cheat. I just very. I'm just a good car salesman. 
and uh and uh I do play to the audience and uh and I'm well aware of there is a point system to this uh to this game but there is also the deciding factor and uh, the main event kind of solidifies the show in a lot of people's minds and uh, that's exactly what you're going to get with my main event today ladies and gentlemen and Dave because the main event that's closing out this show is none better than Brett the Hitman Hart taking on the Ultimo Dragon. Oh, see? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> as, as someone that owns four ring-worn Ultimo Dragon masks. Uh, it's going to be hard to beat, Cole. Well, yeah, I, I, I definitely, like, for me... <clears throat> Bret Hart versus Ultimo is stop what I'm doing. I will go out of my way to pay to see this. Doesn't matter where it is in the world. Yeah. Because Bret, Bret Hart is is Ron, both Ron and I's favorite wrestler of all the times. We think he's the best. And Ultimo is definitely on my list there. Like, it, he, he might not be in my fave five, but if I did a, you know, a top 10, he's probably right there. And so this match in and of itself is appointment television for me. I don't care what's going on. Like this might be bigger than the uh than I mean, I missed most of game 7 of the Cubs winning the World Series uh to be at a at some ridiculous wedding rehearsal. Uh so <laughs> <laughs> and Happy anniversary, Ronald. Know about it too. <laughs> yes, I did. And I was watching it on my phone, not caring because it was my eighth wedding of the year and I was in every single wedding party or officiating. So I didn't need one more goddamn rehearsal. <laughs> this thing I waited 108 years for. <laughs> but Brett Ultimo is on that level for me. So that's great. I love it, Ron. Good for you. Uh, my main event is like the most WCW main event over time, the most overbooked thing that probably isn't going to deliver. But there's a chance because when we look at the level of talent in this match, there's a chance because we've got Ric Flair tagging with the Steiner brothers to take on the NWO, Hogan, Hall, and Nash, the original three guys. This is the main event of Starcade for Cole. And uh, absolutely uh, top heavy. Um, I, I think Vader and Macho would definitely be the better match, and it's for the title. But this is Hogan Hall and Nash taking on WCW's like number one guy of all time, and probably you know, arguably one one A one B for the greatest tag team in their history. So, <sighs> go ahead, Dave. Give it to Rock. Cole's main event is very WCW. Yes. <laughs> It not only WC, it not only very WCW, it's very WCW Nitro. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I don't. I could see it being a main event. You know what I mean? Like uh, Slamboree for sure. <laughs> but how, how can Cole? How can I pass up Ultimo Dragon and Bret Hart, man? Like, I, no, I wouldn't. So, <laughs> like, like me, man. I like I said, I own. Four Ultimo Dragon ring worn masks. That's that's how much I love this guy, man. Yeah. Like like that that that's me, you know. Um, Here's how confident I was in that main event. Read the last two matches before it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can tell that. And putting Ultimo Dragon in the main event, man. That's like that's where he deserved to be. That's where he deserved to be. Uh, uh 
one one of the biggest blunders by WWF, man, was oh, uh, for sure. how, they, how they use Ultimo. Come on, WrestleMania moment. He's in a fucking battle royal. Yeah. And, and but like I, I didn't think that was that egregious. The one that pissed me off more was the fact that they booked him with Eddie Guerrero in the United States Championship tournament, and it was one. It was like the first match of the tournament. It was on TV, and they gave them like three minutes of television yeah. time. Like I, I was, I was like waiting on this match. I watched every second of this SmackDown for that match specifically, and they just gave them three minutes and. I was so convinced this was Ultimo's breakout performance. This is the moment he gets over at WWE and becomes a big star, and they just didn't even give him a chance. It's no, not at all. Well, I mean, and... that's what that's what separates the big time from uh, from Ron. You know, Ron listens to what the fans want and books uh, the appropriate people in the appropriate spots. When Ron's booking the card, the actual talent is, uh, you know, showcases. I, I gotta go with Ron on this one, man. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm not even mad at it. But see, here's my problem now. I clearly, clearly have the much better card. Like, it's not even close, but... I mean, should we review again? Should we go match by match again? Because I think I'm think i a victim of order, not match quality. Yeah, yeah that, that's definitely it. I think you do have a couple... You definitely have a couple sleepers on here. That'd be great. But um, so did I, a WCW I, event. Every WCW right, right. event had, had, had a multiple sleeper matches. Us three, us three, and I'm pretty sure the world never knew they needed Rey Mysterio versus Bam Bam Bigelow yeah, before today. Absolutely, I, I think, absolutely. I think quality wise, Cole's card is is a little bit better. Oh yeah, I got David but, Arquette and Dennis Rodman and Glacier. <laughs> but, but the the matches Ron has on his card would make me want to watch that pay per view a little bit more. All right, so, so the final decision is going to be Ron. I'm sorry, yeah, Paul. That's okay. You know, I'm, I'm starting sorry. to I'm I'm starting to feel bad. You know, <laughs> because like I did not used to. I used to have a streak of losses, and now I'm having a streak <laughs> of wins. And yeah, I can't think of a better transition to talk about what we're going to be talking about next week, Cole, because we are going to be taking it up with creative. One of the biggest blunders in WCW history is beating Bill Goldberg at all. But we're going to talk about who should have done it and how and why and all that good stuff. Take it up with creative. Who should beat Bill Goldberg? Cole, you know, I'm probably on planet uh, one, population one, however you want to word it. I'm probably the only person in the world who thinks Bill Goldberg should still be undefeated. I think that would have been the greatest storyline. Like, go all the way to WWE and continue to be undefeated. Like, just completely have a force field around Triple H in the 2000s. Like, even he's the one that doesn't get buried by Triple H. Uh, yeah, he, did, just, he comes over and squashes Hunter. Just, yeah, <laughs> and, ends Undertaker's streak for his last match. <laughs> and just rides off into the sunset and just trolls the entire industry. No, <sighs> but uh, I think it's a big controversial topic that someone who didn't need it wrote themselves to do it. And it's, uh, you know, we're all talking about Kevin Nash right now, but... Uh, you know, it's a it's a hot topic that I'm glad to discuss during WCW month. Uh, go, ending Goldberg's streak. Uh, what say you? Are you excited about this one? Absolutely, I think it's a it's a huge deal. This one 
We'll we'll take a little bit of research from me to kind of to really get in there and because uh, you know I I just I wasn't that in tune with WCW at the time. I do know that this led to the finger poke of doom, which also was just super questionable. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, this decision, kind of uh, looking back, everyone gives the credit. You know, this is one of the most blamed things for the failure of WCW. They ended the streak. They did the finger poke of doom. Like the, this, this was the beginning of the downfall of WCW for sure. If not for the ultimate warrior too. Like, I mean, those, those things all kind of happened at the same time. And it, it was just a calamity of errors after they had almost driven WWF out of business. Like to the point we know we've heard they were taking the water coolers out of Titan towers to save money. So, like, uh, Oh man, there's just so many things with WCW. We go back, we go like they one could have put WWF out of business Two, They could still be around today. I think it'd be difficult because, uh, the time Warner merger really was the reason that it went under. But I feel like if the ratings had stayed strong and they had stayed profitable, that uh, even the time Warner execs would have had to just been like, yeah, okay, we'll keep this thing alive. And, so, and, and much more weird of a conspiracy theory. Can you imagine if they did succeed in putting WWE out of business, but still ultimately ended up making the same decisions and still went out of business in their own right in 2000. So oh, we would, bro. we would, we would have nothing who would I be the, just, who would be the next venture. I just, I just think you can't with the the best taken up with creative of all time right now. Wait, so no, no. Oh, so what if WCW won? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What if WCW won and went out of business is still in two thousand one, and we had to start a wrestling promotion from scratch oh, in two thousand two. No. Call it. Oh, yeah. C oh. yeah. Call it CTE. Creative <laughs> Team Enterprises. Oh my go. god. Creative <laughs> Team Entertainment. <laughs> creativity so good you'll be concussed oh all right well a big thanks to dave tigerman smith for being here with us today even yeah a big picked... thanks from ron <laughs> <laughs> so uh do you have anything you want to plug or anything you, you know you want to say before we uh end the show dave no I'm, I'm good i'm good i i had a had a blast i love hanging out with you guys some of my oldest friends Absolutely. It's always uh, fun to have you on here. I always tell Rod, it, it, you know, it's it, it, you're one of my favorite guests because sometimes you're just in a silly mood when you come on the show and we get some magic. And, <laughs> and so we definitely need to have you back for a bracket. Uh, so we could create more of those magical moments. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I I'm not mad. I, I too would buy the Bam Bam Bigelow Ray Mysterio Bret Hart Ultimo Dragon card. God damn it! So <laughs> great American match, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in, nineteen ninety uh, never. Uh, I would hate the rest of your show, and the other show would definitely be better. But I, that's the one I would buy. So <laughs> not mad at it. <laughs> so for Ron Kilborn and our guest Dave the Tiger Man Smith, I am Cole Dawson saying thank you. We love you, and good night. More. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod, or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130, and follow yours truly at Ron underscore Kilborn. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.